If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I'm delighted to be back with you once again. It's a really busy time in my vacation rental world. I'm not sure about yours, but with the summer fast approaching and in our neck of the woods, the snow has just thawed and spring has sort of emerged and it's brought everybody out of hibernation And those people who have bought properties over the winter have been waiting to close on them until the spring, until the ice has gone off the lakes. So we have been inundated with uh, new owners and new properties coming on board. It's one of the most exciting parts of my job. I love to go out and meet new owners and I'm doing so probably two or three times a week now. And I get to walk around their properties and hear about their goals for rental, why they're doing this, why they bought the property, and what they hope to get out of it. And then I can spend some time telling them about the business and how things have changed over the past 10 years or so, and the standards that have raised and the expectations that guests have now, which are way beyond what they were a decade ago. So that's been my activity in the past week or so. And it's been, uh, it's been absolutely great. What I have been really happy about this year is that we are getting so many referrals from previous owners, owners that are with us. And in a case of this past weekend, my business partner went down to see a property on Lake Erie that is owned by the nephew of an owner that was with us several years ago. I mean, that they had a property that was with us for, for about eight or nine years, I guess. So we got to know them really, really well. And it's so nice that that referral activity is still going on. And it's when we get word of mouth referrals that we seem to have the best relationships with our new owners. And and this is, of course, the same with our guests. When guests come to us and say, my friend stayed at your property and it was absolutely fantastic and I can see it's booked, but do you have another one that would suit us? So they're coming, it's like, a really warm lead. They're coming to us already feeling happy that they're going with the right company because they've heard about it from somebody else. So that's the theme for today's episode. We're going to be talking about referrals, word of mouth referrals in particular. And the only person that I wanted to come along and talk about this was my friend Matt Ward aka the Breakthrough Champion. Now, those of you who came to the very first VRSS, Vacation Rental Success Summit in Toronto, way back 2016, you will have heard Matt. He came along and did our closing keynote presentation. And it was all about chocolate. I'm not sure if for those of you who were there, I'm sure you will remember. Matt does a great riff on chocolate. And I saw him again just a few weeks ago at the Northwest Vacation Rental Professionals Conference in Sun River. And he did kick off talking about chocolate, but he talked about a lot more than that. He gave a most amazing presentation on how we can get referrals. And he speaks at small business conferences and meetings throughout North America around the year. So his delivery of his presentation was was just amazing. So if you ever get the chance to go and hear Matt speak, or if you are a company that's looking for a speaker, I highly recommend him. So I'm going to be giving Matt a little bit of time at the beginning of this, this interview to talk about his own vacation rental, in, in fact. And you may recall that he has been on the podcast before. So I'll put a link to that episode where he talked about his condo in Florida and some of the issues that surrounded the purchase of that. 
But today, he's come along to talk about referrals, how we can get more word of mouth referrals. So without further ado, let's go on over to the interview. So I could not be happier today than to have with me the breakthrough champion, Matt Ward. Matt, my friend, how are you? I am great, Heather. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I, once again, am, am blessed to uh, treasure the airways and the dulcet tones of the cottage guru. I'm thankful. <laughs> Do you know, it was such a pleasure spending a little bit of time with you in Sun River the other week. It was, mm-hmm. it was really, really cool. We, I mean, we haven't really spoken since whenever. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, three years ago. Yeah, that's right. When you spoke yeah. at uh, the Vacation Rental Success Summit, and, and I have to say, I loved that. I loved that presentation at VRSS. But then yeah. to hear you again three years later, what have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> well, not sleeping is one of them. Uh, so when I spoke at VRSS um, in 2016, first of all, I have to give you and Mike Bayer. I have a debt of gratitude to you guys because that really kind of launched my keynote business, right? So, so at the time, I had a website agency and I had it for 16 years. I just sold it in 2018 to one of my employees, and I was kind of known as the web and email marketing person. And one of the ways I was growing my business was through public speaking. And so I started doing a lot more of this. And then when I had the opportunity to speak at VRSS, you guys graciously put me in the closing keynote spot. And I did this talk called Taking Charge with Chocolate. And that was the launch of my sort of professional speaking career um, because it was at the time it was the largest stage. And I mean, both physically and theoretically, right? So it was probably the most people on an audience at one time, and a lot of times you get breakout sessions, you know, and so you get a portion of the group. But the closing keynote spot is the entire the group of attendees who, who are still at the conference. So that was great. And that stage was huge. It was really long. And so I, I came off stage at um, that time and I had a number of people come up to me. A couple of people did video testimonials and they're like, you are awesome. You are awesome. And I just thought in my head, oh, I'm horrible. <laughs> like I, I missed this thing and I missed that thing. And that's what that's what I think what business owners do, whether you're a speaker or whether you're a vacation rental owner. I mean, you could be thinking, yeah, I just got this booking. Oh, but I forgot to do this or, oh, I forgot to tell them about that. Or and so we're always critical of ourselves. And at the time, was, some people were being very nice to me and they told me I was great. And I said, wow, if they think I'm great, what could I do if I got some training? So I went off and I got I got some professional speaking training. And I did that over the course of probably two, two and a half years. And now I'm a full-time professional speaker. I travel the country. I wrote a book on how to get more word of mouth referrals in your business. And it's primarily for service-based professionals like vacation rental managers and owners uh, would fall into that category. And I talk about how we should care about other people. It's amazing to me that people actually pay me to speak about caring about other people, things that we've known for years. We just don't do because we get caught up in I think social we, media or whatever it is. And I know? think we've we've seen that the climate over the past couple of years seems to have taken away a lot of caring. It just seems to be not there anymore. So yeah, it was I I love that aspect of it. But just to recap a little bit and for the audience, because it's been probably three years since you've been on the podcast last. So mm-hmm. I just want you to share a little bit about your property as well, because not only are you an excellent keynote speaker, but you're also a vacation rental owner as well. Yeah. So in 2015, I, I got into the world of vacation rental ownership, bought a two bedroom, two and a half bath condo in Fort Myers, Florida, and had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and uh, I still am not sure I have any idea what I'm doing. So we still just have the one property and rent it out, you know, consist- consistently. We, certainly our, our bookings are up and our inquiries are up. And that has grown over time. We've added, we continue to improve. So we just look at how can we improve our process? How can we improve our property? So we had one of those screened in lanai's and we had a patio set out there and we had it out there for like two years. And then finally, I just said, you know, enough of that. And I put it out by the common area pool and I went to Lowe's and I bought a full on furniture set with a gas fireplace. Right. And so I upgraded that. So we look at every time I go down there, I'm looking at opportunities. I just added a map on the wall where people can put pins where they're from. Um, Most of our guests fly to our location. For some reason, 
we don't get very many like less than 10 percent are within hmm. come within driving distance and i think that's because driving distance in florida is pretty much the top of that is pretty much atlanta right so that's yeah. like you know four or five hours drive people don't really want to drive much farther than that that i've seen at least so and if you're in atlanta you know you can drive to the beach a lot quicker on the panhandle of florida than you can't come in all the way down to southwest florida where we are so most of our guests have fly in to Fort Myers Airport, RSW, and they, and they come from, we've had guests from Germany and Norway and Switzerland and Sweden. So there's an international component to that area that seems that we've gotten. And we also have a couple guests that have, we've had a couple returning guests, very few, but they, it, they come down every year to go to this thing called the Roy Hobbs World Series of Baseball. So in, in Southwest Florida, Heather, they have a number of baseball parks for spring training for Major League Baseball. And so the Red Sox played, you know, their spring training in Fort Myers at JetBlue Park. And the rest of the year, they use it for baseball tournaments. And so they have this thing called the Roy Hobbs World Series. And people come down and they, you know, they play. And it's ages from 25 to 85. And so they have these bands of age groups that play. So we've had some older folks come down who are in their 70s who are playing baseball in this World Series tournament in October. And they bring their wives. The wives go to the beaches and the guys go play baseball. And and we got those guests because we wrote some blogs about the Roy Hobbs World Series of Baseball and we started putting them out on Twitter and Facebook. And so we attracted those guests that way. Um, uh, so that's another way you can you can gain yeah, I love well. I love to hear those stories because I've I'm working with Erica Muller at the moment on this project to mm-hmm. to train realtors in selling vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we're telling them is that you've got to know what brings people into your area. Yeah. Because somebody's going to buy a property, they want to know where do these travelers come from and that's one of, in fact it was, it was just yesterday I was writing a part of the workbook and and it was talking about, you know, in the off season this Look for the events, look for the stadiums, look for the things that people come into that you might not think about. And that is a fantastic one. Yeah. And, you know, Heather, I bought that property thinking at the time I could rent in winter months to my website design company clients who who from the Boston area want to go see the Red Sox. Well, the problem is, is that it's never a problem for me to rent between February 1st and April Uh 1st. Those are the first weeks to get booked up. And in fact, we require that you book the entire month because of the snowbirds that go down. So the people, uh, it turns out, our guests are not even the people we thought that they would be in that time frame. Because the people that want to go down to Red Sox Spring Training can't want to go for a week or two weeks. And I can't rent to them that time period when I have snowbirds that want to come down and rent for the entire month and I get the bulk of my income for the year in three months time. Mm-hmm. So it turned out that it wasn't even exactly what I thought it would. But then we found like a music and independent music fest tour thing where they bring in all these independent so- singer songwriters and they go around to like 35 different bars. It's like <laughs> it's like an event. The Chamber of Commerce and the Tourism Board runs this event. They have the Bacon Fest. So there's all types of things that we write blogs about these things. And then it turns out most people don't find us because of this stuff, but it becomes useful to the guests and they feel incredibly informed. And that's what they start talking about to their friends is because we've shared information with them. Even if they don't go to the Bacon Fest or the Sandcastle competition or the singer-songwriter events, they know that we're knowledgeable about that area. And as such, we're sharing that knowledge with them so they feel empowered to do whatever they want to do. And they then talk about that in the reviews and also to their friends and family on social media. Well, that's we're going to come back to this, you know, people talking to people in a second, mm-hmm. because this is referrals, which is what your book's about. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do, just one last thing about your property. A, mm-hmm. does it have a kettle? And secondly... How are your fry pans? Oh, my goodness. You have two major issues in this world. The first of which is, is there a proper tea kettle in the house? I will tell you that the very first day we went to Walmart to stock up on all our supplies, we were walking down the aisle, and I looked at uh, Lisa, uh, my lovely girlfriend, and I said, uh, we have to get a tea kettle. And she said, no, why? Well, why do we need a tea kettle? It's Florida. And I said, because Heather Bayer says we need a tea kettle. <laughs> so we bought a tea kettle put it in on day one. And our frying pans are are very nice. 
we look at every time we go down there, we look for scratches. And if they're scratches, we throw them out. The only one we use in, we leave there that is quote unquote seasoned is one of those cast iron ones. Yeah. And every single time we're down there, we clean it all out with the oil and, you know, and, and get it all nice and, and we season it more, so to speak. That's but, good. Um, <laughs> what is the deal, by the way, whenever you stay at a vacation rental, it seems like they have boxes and boxes of old frying pans. Well, you know, kettles used to be my thing. I was obsessed with kettles, but now I'm finding that actually more and more, maybe more and more people are listening to me because they're putting the kettles in. So I've got to move this obsession somewhere else. So now I'm on to fry pans. <laughs> and and that uh, that really nice condo we stayed in, I stayed in with uh, Jessica Vazell in Sun River. I was up at five o'clock one morning as I do tend to get up early and I don't know why I was doing it, but oh yes, I know why, because there was a cupboard door missing. So, you know, this really nice kitchen, but there is a, a door missing off one of the cupboards. So of course, you know, A, I'm thinking, well, could they not have replaced that? You know, it, it's pretty glaringly obvious that it needs a door. And then I thought, well, what's in it? And I started pulling out fry pans. And I got to nine and I thought, I'm not going to go around the back of that cupboard and see if there's any more <laughs> because, hey, I'm clattering. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm clattering about in the kitchen. I'm quite sure Jessica's in her room thinking, what the heck is she doing? And there I am counting fry pans, every one of which should have been replaced. I'm sitting here in shock because I just want to rewind. This is a great transition point, right? Into word of mouth referrals. So I, I wrote a blog. I think I wrote the blog, but it's like it's like what are you known for, right? You don't want to be the you, your your business, your entity, your property. In this case, you do do not want to have the butt in the referral. So Heather Bayer stayed at this great great vacation rental property when she went to this vacation rental managers conference at Sun River, Oregon. Absolutely beautiful, great cushions, but there was no door on the kitchen cabinet. But there were eighteen overused frying pans. Nine. You do not want to be the reason. Your entity, your business, you do not want to give somebody a but when they start to refer you. All you're doing is creating a barrier by which referrals won't come in, right? And so how, how does somebody look at a, at a kitchen cabinet that doesn't have a door on it and think that that's okay? Like to me – the, the stuff we've gone through in our vacation rental property when we've had an issue, literally like overnighting parts, overnighting – I would have overnighted a cupboard door. I don't care if it would have cost me hundreds of dollars more to get it there. That's the experience I expect to have when I'm a vacation rental owner and it's certainly the experience I expect to provide others when they stay in my property. And if I don't do that, I risk the situation that you have where you have somebody who is – incredibly knowledgeable in the industry, a well-known voice talking about your cupboards and frying pans on her podcast. Yeah, I, I didn't identify. That was... I that, that understood, was but thing. still. But I, I didn't, but I, I love I love your, your point about the butt because I did. I, I said to somebody, you know, the, the bed was fantastic. I had a yep. fabulous night's sleep, but there were nine old frying pans, which, which, exactly. I, which I actually never used because I, I didn't, we didn't cook anything. While we were there. I mean, we were out right. at the conference all day. We went out to dinner in the evenings. Never cooked. Never used any of the pans. Right. Because you, you I mean, you weren't there for a family reunion or you didn't bring the family to stay for a week and a half and enjoy the tourist town that it is. If you had, you may have used them. But then at what point? I mean, how long does it take to make a decision to choose which of the nine frying pans you're going to use? Me? That would have taken a day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a quick decision well, maker. And like, who counts those? Are they counted? Like, is somebody using the properly app to identify all nine <laughs> bands? I, that I counted are... them. I counted them, Matt. <laughs> I know you them. counted them, but I'm just saying, like, when the cleaning crew goes there, do they check to see that all nine are there, or what if there's only seven? <laughs> You know, because oh, no one's going to notice that a frying pan is missing. I know I could have hidden one in another cupboard and then <laughs> and then seen if I got an email saying, do you remember where you put that ninth frying pan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, I mean, it's just it's just astounding to me. Um, the barriers of small business owners that we put in place so that we do not get referrals. Right. And what we need to do is just start looking at this and saying, where are the opportunities? How do we how do we find ways to to over deliver and dig into 
the the relationship that we're having with our guests where there's no conversation, there's a relationship there, right? Because you did something that resulted in something. And so that's a relationship. And so we have to look at how do we improve that at all facets of our business. Well, let's go back to the, the beginning of a minute, because in, in my introduction, I was, I was just talking about bringing new owners into our company and, and saying that the best owners we get are the ones that have been referred to us by other clients. And then I mentioned that the best guests we have are those that have been referred to us by other guests. So uh, let, let, let's kick off just by, you know, the value of having clients referred to us. How do you see that, that value in, in the great scheme of things? Well, it's powerful, Heather. I mean, look, a referral is somebody ready, willing, and able to buy, right? Otherwise, without that, we have a lead, not a referral. Mm -hmm. Leads are a lot harder. We have to convince leads to buy from us, to, to do business with us, because now they're in inquisitive mode. They're, they're not sure that they're ready for this solution to this problem that they have. They're not even sure that they have the problem. Their friend just said, hey, you have this problem. You're not convinced you have this problem, but I see that you have this problem. You should call Heather. She can manage your property. But yet they're not at a point where they really want to hire a property management company, right? And so I think that's an issue when, you know, the so the value comes when the person is already at the stage where they have already convinced themselves that they need a solution to the problem that they have. They've convinced themselves that they have a problem. They, they've convinced themselves that they need a solution. And now it's just a matter of finding the right fit. Well, who's the right fit? The right fit is the right fit for someone else because, it's human nature that we follow the crowd, right? And so when somebody steps up and says, well, maybe you should call Heather. She's done a great job for me, right? He's certainly not going to be, well, maybe you should call Matt. He did a horrible job with my property. I mean, that doesn't happen, right? So I think the value in, in, in those referrals is, is enormous. And, you know, most people... The thing about this is that most people focus on the customer to get the referral because they feel like that's the lowest hanging fruit. And I would argue it's completely opposite. See, most customers are going to refer you maybe one to three referrals over a lifetime. In the vacation rental business, you might have a few customers that refer more, five or six times. But And, and keep in mind, I'm not a referral in, the, in, in this business is not somebody who rebooks. That's not a referral. Uh, that's just a repeat customer. A referral is somebody who is actually bringing you a new customer, right? And so the people that refer consistently are the people within businesses that have the ability to refer but may never do business with you. So a cleaning company. So say you, you have a cleaning crew. You build a great referral relationship with these folks. They know that you have a property. They know that you manage properties. They're cleaning another house, and that person says, I'm really frustrated managing my property. And now they, the cleaning crew refers you, but yet they never bought your service, right? So the problem is oftentimes I think we focus on in the wrong area when we're starting to look for consistent referrals because those consistent referrals come from areas where people may have never done business or bought from us before. I, I love this uh, this idea of um, – because we do tend to think of guests referring guests and owners referring owners and forgetting that there's all these peripheral services and suppliers that you probably work with every day mm -hmm. and they are such a great opportunity. So how do you go about – how do you go about getting people to refer you? I mean, what's – do you just out and out say, hey – you know, if you come across anybody looking for a for a property manager, if you come across anyone looking to um, you know, to come on vacation, send them my way. Oh yeah, I would I would I would never encourage anybody to ever ask for referrals. I, I believe that that comes across as begging and desperate. I think that actions speak louder than words, and I think that you know, in my book, I wrote about these four pillars that we have to do on a consistent, regular basis to ensure that we're getting referrals. And the first one is over-delivery. Like, I mean, if you over-deliver to your customers in a transaction, then they will be more likely to refer you. I mean, that's just natural human instinct, right? 
The second one is listening. How do we listen to our customers? How do we listen to our contacts? And, and most of the time I talk about contacts because, again, we're talking about people that may not ever do business with us. So when we talk about a, a cleaning company or we might talk about a local pest control company, right? So we're buying their service, but they're not buying our service. Well, now all of a sudden they have family coming in. They might you need a place for them to stay. They might refer you. Why is that? Because every single time they show up to your property, first of all, you pay them on time. You communicate with them well. You're talking to them when they show up at the property. You're gracious. You greet them in person. Right? All of these things you're doing that other people aren't doing. Then you start to get to know them. You know the guy's name is Adam who comes from the pest control company. And then he has a little daughter and that he works you know, 12-hour shifts four days a week. Right? You learn these things from having conversations with him. And now you know, you're building a relationship with him. So the first thing is over delivery. The second thing is listening. When you, when you listen to people, you build relationships. It's how, it's how I can reference frying pans, right? Because I, I saw what you were posting on Facebook, right? And I'm paying attention to people and how they show up in the world. Um, and that's powerful because now you can reference that back when you have a conversation. It builds a deeper, more meaningful relationship with other people. So, so that's the second pillar. So listening doesn't necessarily mean with your ears. It's yeah, no. Yeah, and, and I define it as listening with your eyes and your ears because social media is incredibly popular, Heather. People post the entire world out there, <laughs> right? They literally post – I mean people post about frying pans, right? I mean this is not something that we would think that people would necessarily post about. But you know, there are people who you are connected with on social media – that you don't have to interact with, but you can just be what I call a lurker. Just be connected and watch the news feed scroll in front of you and pay attention to what's going on. And do you have to do anything about it? No, but can you? Absolutely. You can know if somebody's kid graduated from high school or from college, right? You can send them a little note congratulating them on being an empty nester or congratulating them on the next eight years of their graduated college son who's paying off their tuition living in their basement, right? You can joke about things like that and you can have conversations around that and, and that creates a deeper, more meaningful bond. And that's how you listen with your eyes, but also with your ears. Listening with your ears is important in person and in conversation, but listening with your eyes, you can be standing in front of somebody and see a small lapel pin and that might mean something to somebody else. It might be a butterfly. And so if you start to talk about what that butterfly lapel pin is and what it means to them, you've now learned something, you know, by paying attention and asking questions. So that's the second pillar is listening. The third is surprise. How do you surprise people? Um, so we recently had a situation where we found out a little late in the game that our guest was in our property on her birthday. So we immediately immediately called a flower delivery company and had flowers delivered for her birthday. You know, it, co it cost us hardly any money, but the impact, she immediately took a picture and texted it to us, thanking us for that. So how, you know, how do you surprise other people? So in your, in your presentation, you had an example of the breadboard, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. So Jed, so Jed was a guest of ours, and Jed lives in uh, Detroit, Michigan. And he was coming to our property during March Madness. Now, Jed is a huge, and I mean, absolutely huge University of Michigan fan. And he inquired, he booked our property, and then he sent us a message, and he said, um, hey, I'm a, a big University of Michigan fan. Uh, I'm going to be down in your property during March Madness, NCAA tournament. I'm wondering if you have the Big Ten Network. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't, is that, that must be a college network or something. So I called Comcast and they said, we can get it to you, but it's going to be 10 bucks for the month. And I'm like, um, all right, fine, add it. And then I, I thought, well, how do I, you know, what do I do with Jed? Do I basically say, I don't want to add it. You got to pay the 10 bucks, you know, or do I add it and say, hey, here's, here's the channel. Don't worry about the $10. But what I actually did was I said, I said, I, I called Jed up and I said, hey, I called the cable company. We didn't have it, but it was available. So I added it. It was 10 bucks a month, but no charge. I'm not worried about the $10. Now, the reason I mentioned that is because I want him to see that I'm over delivering, right? You sometimes need to point out the over delivery in the situation. 
And so I said, by the way, there's also a bar right down the street, a sports bar called Gator Bites, where if Michigan happens to win, a lot of fans are probably going to flock there because people like to go to sports bars to celebrate wins, right? So I said, you can go down there and celebrate with other people. And then I thought, well, what else can I do? Because that's not really, that's okay. But that's, anybody can do that stuff. I said, what, what do I want to do? So I called a friend, Marie, who does wood burning in, um, in, you know, on cutting boards. And I said, hey, can you make me a University of Michigan basketball court? And she did. And she drew out the whole outline of the court, the three-point line, the foul shot line. She put the big logo the big M right in the middle center court. And I, uh, I shipped it down to Jed and it, you know, he was in our property and he got it and he was just ecstatic. He, he posted it all over social media. He texted us. He called us. He was so thankful that we paid attention to what was important to him. And that's what people do when you care about them. They start shouting it out to the world. And, and so he, he went on social media and told everybody about it. And I've been telling that story on stage ever since I did it. And that, that probably happened three or four years ago. That is just amazing because, you know, I, I've done this myself. You know, I have stories which mm-hmm. something that's really impacted me and it might be a very small thing. And I tell that story over and over again. So when you deliver this element of surprise and mm-hmm. make somebody's day, it it's, does not just have the impact on that day. It has this knock-on effect that yeah, goes I mean, on over like, years. When, when, you, when you start to tell stories, Heather, in business of any kind, storytelling is all the rage right now, right? There's all kinds of – there's the Donald Miller story brand, and there's all kinds of other people talking and teaching about how to tell stories in business. It's because people don't buy your widget. Right. If I buy a phone case, think about this for a second. Everybody has a smartphone now. Right. And almost everybody, probably 99 percent of the world has a case on that smartphone. Right. Why? Why do we have a case on the phone? (laughs) Right. Is is it to cover the phone? I don't I don't think it's to protect the phone. Right. So we buy things to put around the phone to protect the phone. So what are the stories around Unprotect, not protecting your phone. It's like the phone fell in the water. Now I got to do the rice trick to dry it out. That never works. I dropped my phone. The screen cracked. There's all kinds of stories around what has happened to people's phones. So when you, if you're in the business of selling phone cases, you don't, you tell the stories about what happens if you don't put the case on your phone, right? And the same goes for the vacation rental world. You tell the stories about the things that are positive in your vacation rental property, right? The, the, the stories of the family, family reunions that have come and, and they've brought 25 people to your exotic house in, you know, wherever, Branson, Missouri or San Diego, California, and how you have this great location, right? It's a when, when you build your website, you're telling a story like you want to show pictures of the pool and the activities where places and people gather and the lakes and the, the paddle boats. And because when you describe these activities that people can do, they're not just activities. They're they're creating memories. Right. And those are stories. And that's why stories resonate so well with people, because as Maya Angelou said, people will forget what you said and they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And so these experiences that happen in your vacation rental property are, are things that made them feel great, right? And so when they feel great, they tell you, and now you have a story to tell the world. And that's powerful. And, and that's what leads to referrals, of course, because you're telling that story and people are interested and want to know where you got that experience from. Um, yeah. So that's your, that's so your first three pillars: over delivery, listening, and surprise. What's the fourth? A non-self-serving act. So these are things that you do for others that have no value or benefit or bearing on you. I'll give you one example, like your podcast, right? So your podcast might have some value. Somebody could say it would have some value for you, but in the reality, I mean, your podcast. You know, you manage properties, cottages in a specific region in Canada, right? Okay, so maybe somebody listening in that region could have some uh, 
value from you and it could benefit you. But the reality is, is that it doesn't necessarily do that, right? It wasn't started to do that. It's, it, it helps people all over the world. One thing I do is I give away books, business books that help people grow their business. And that has no value or benefit to me, right? So if somebody perks up a, at a book I talked about, I'll give away a copy of a book. And let me define something. As a as an author myself, somebody that wrote a book, giving away my own book is, is not um, that's that's not caring about somebody. That's marketing, right? So I don't give away my own book with the idea that I'm gonna be doing a non self serving act. So I give away Keith Ferrazzi's book Never Eat Alone, which is a book that has kind of changed the way I think about building relationships with people. I write inside the front cover of the book and then I mail a copy of the book to the person. And and so it's just like there's things like that, you know, giving somebody a ride. You go to a conference, for instance, you rent a car and all of a sudden, like you say, you split the you split the uh, the condo with Jessica Vogel. Also, if she says, well, I'm going to rent a car and, and you say, well, I'm going to rent a car. You know, why don't you just ride with me? Right. That doesn't have any benefit to you. That's just being nice. Right. That's a non-self-serving act. So there's things like that that we can look at in our business. How can we get back to, you know, a charity or another company? How can we help educate somebody if somebody wants some time? How can we how can we share our knowledge with them and give them our time? That's non-self-serving. So you have to look at your business and your relationships to see what what, you know, what qualify as that. But the book idea is one of the better the better ones I find all the time. I love that idea. Um, I've done it myself in the past, quite a while ago, actually. Books and it always, by the way, it always sits on their shelf, right? Yes, it does indeed. Yes, go. I'll go back to that, and maybe I should be giving people copies of your book. Tell us about your book. More word of mouth referrals, lifelong customers, and raving fans. Yeah, so it's um, it's a book with forty-five different um, tactical tips, what I call lessons, and how you can build deeper, more meaningful relationships with others. And then there's a um, a tip for each one of them on how to level that up. So one one example is um, you know, Frosty Fridays. If you work with a company, or you have a client, or you work with a referral partner, you can just show up to Wendy's one day, buy a whole bunch of Frosties, get the mixed versions, get the little baby ones. And then carry 25 of them into a company and just take them to the front desk and say, hey, by the way, it's Friday and I brought Frosties. <laughs> All right. And so um, I used to do this with people. I, I did it with my staff, actually. And they they would text me in the morning on Fridays and um, and be like, FF? Question mark? Like. <laughs> They were thinking I was going to bring. So I didn't do it every Friday because I had to, I had to keep them guessing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Variable reinforcement always yeah, works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but it was always good. And I never used it as an opportunity to sell or share or anything like that. I would just go in, drop it off, and leave. And so th- there, are, there are tactical things in the book that we, we kind of unpack about how you can build these relationships deeper with people. And what I sell, tell people is when you look at the book, you might be in an industry that that has challenges or compliance. The vacation rental uh, business doesn't have a ton of that when it comes to customers. So for instance, you can buy gifts over $50 for people, where some industries you can't. But you might look at something and say, well, I, I can't bring Frosty Fridays to my guests because I don't live there, right? I don't live, like in my case, I'm in Massachusetts. My property's in Florida, so Frosty Fridays are hard to mm-hmm. hard to deliver, right? And so you know, I would just encourage you to say, rather than say, I can't do that, look at it and say, what can I do that's similar? Because that's the game changers. When you start opening up the idea box to say, what could I do? Could I get on Uber Eats and deliver food to the house? Could I get on Grubhub? Okay, I'm rural. That doesn't work. Is there a pizza shop like Domino's that delivers? I mean, one time I had a pizza delivered to a guy that came on my podcast. Right. It was completely random. It was in alignment with the jokes we were telling on the podcast. So it worked. But just look at the different scenarios by which you could twist things and and modify them so that they can work for your business. And ultimately, when I when I talk about these things, I sum them up and say that this is your personal care package. Right. How do you show up in the world when it comes to caring for others? Because a care package, if you shipped a care package to somebody in college, it would be a box of goodies for them that they like. It's not anything that we like, 
right? It's all about them. What's going to show up in in the box when they when they get there, um, when they get that box, and that's the most important part of all of this. That and the consistency factor. We've got to stay on top of it. We got to build the relationships consistently over time, and those are going to produce way more referrals than trying to just go out and get some, you know, asking for referrals, for instance. So I just want to bring you back to that. You said, you know, a box, and I want you to describe the box that you got when you were in Sun River. Yeah, so that was quite interesting. You know, that that doesn't happen to me very much. <laughs> so I'm out taking a walk in the middle of the day, getting some fresh air in Sun River, Oregon. Beautiful place, by the way. Great mountain views. I come back, and there's a guy getting ready to walk into my hotel room. And I'm like, okay, this is a little sketchy. But I look down, he's got a walkie-talkie on, so I'm thinking, okay, he's staff. And I said, hi there. And he turns to me, he says, hi, I have a delivery. Is this you? And he holds up a card, and it's got my name on it. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's me. So he brings it in, sets it down, and he leaves. And I look at it. It's a crate, an old, like, uh, old-school crate that's got this cider company on it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I look inside the box, and there's a jar of Hershey Kisses. So first, chalk one up because I'm from Hershey and someone knew that. It was clear to me right away that someone took some interest in knowing who I was to create this box. Inside of there was two two different unique ciders from a local cider brewing company. Um, I, I happen to not drink a lot of beer, but when I do it, it's a cider. I try. I like ciders, and so they found that information out, how they know. And then there was this huge bag of beef jerky. <laughs> which I love to have beef jerky. It was massive. I, I don't know, probably put my bag uh, uh, on the way out of town overweight. You know, I mean, it was a big bag of beef jerky. And then there were some glasses in there and there was a keychain and a bottle opener. Just kind of all really cool stuff. And I was just shocked. I went right on Facebook Live and did a Facebook Live video of it on my personal Facebook page and then shared it to my my Get More Word of Mouth Referrals group. And, and the funny thing is I tell people all the time that people do this. But I just naturally did it, Heather. I didn't like think, mm -hmm. oh, I have to do this because I tell people I do, that people do this. I just naturally opened up Facebook Live and wanted to tell everybody, look at this. They figured out or they got information you know, about me from public sources or contacts that I knew, and they built this custom care package for me. And it was awesome. And there was a handwritten card inside of it. You know, I kept the card, I kept all the tchotchkes, I drank the cider because I couldn't carry it on the plane, <laughs> you know, and uh, I ate the beef jerky, you know, I mean, it's just, a, it was awesome. And then what do you think? And then what happened? I, right, I go on the closing keynote stage and I talk about it on there. I actually insert it into my keynote presentation because, it, you know, if it happened every day, it wouldn't be a big deal. And that's what that's how people live their life, right? They're, everything is just happening every single day. It's just continuing on and continuing on. And so when you do this thing like a pattern interrupt where you do something so fantastic for somebody, it just changes the game for them. And they realize that you care about them, and now they're going to really start to care about you and send you a ton of referrals, you know? I love that story. And that gift was from, from the Northwest Vacation Rental Professionals, right? Yes. Yes, it was. It was uh, I believe it was uh, Christine that manufactured that whole thing, and she was very good at doing that. Yeah, um, that you know that that just illustrates how you walk the talk. And you know, I've experienced this. You send me, and it's two or three times you've done this now. The helper reporter out. If, if you're listening and you don't know what Haro is, H A R O, it's called helper reporter out. It's a twice a day email that comes to you with all the pitches that uh, the journalists and bloggers and influencers are making, and they're they're looking for sources of information. And and I don't have the time. I just you know twice a day this long list comes out. And there may be somewhere in there a little nugget that says somebody's looking for some vacation rental information. And occasionally I find them. But three times now, Matt, you have emailed me with one of these and said, I saw this today and I thought of you. And that is, is that that gesture just goes so far. Yeah, it, it really does. It's, amazing. it's not a lot of work, Heather, but here's the thing about that. Harrow is a great tool, and I can't tell you how many emails I delete from that that I don't get a chance to review because they send you three emails a day. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's a lot of stuff in there. And sometimes I just can't, I can't deal with it. I can't do it. Sometimes by the time I look at it, it's three days later and the deadlines have passed. But I, and I, so I can only imagine how much I'm actually missing, right? But the way, the reason this works is because I have a relationship with you that I understand what it is you do, right? And so I, I always in, make sure that when I send something to somebody, I say to them, I think this might be of interest to you. If it's not, let me know because I want to make sure I'm not wasting your time, right? I want to make sure I'm sending you this stuff. I, basically what I'm saying is re-educate me about what it is you're doing now if this, for some reason, is not a good fit. So there's a big, there's a big shift, sea change in, in the, the, the U.S. now and probably globally for cannabis, and I know a number of speakers that, that speak or have services related to that industry because it's, it's exploding now with all these different services that people are, you know, people are focused on that industry. And so there's a lot of conferences. There's a lot of people that need people to speak about this and how it's related to business. And I'm sure it's going to be discussed a lot in the vacation rental world as well. But because there's a lot of opportunity there, I can send four or five of those in a given week to the same person, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's hot right now. It's interesting to me, though, that, you know, I've been written up in, I, I was written up in uh, and quoted in uh, Spectrum Business, which is a large cable provider in the United States, around word of mouth marketing, um, simply because I replied to one of those Hiro requests. So if you're looking to build relationships with people of any kind, specifically service-based professionals around in if you're thinking about the world of um vacation rental, you know, you have a lot of contractors that you work with. You have a lot of partners you work with, you know, software providers. If you get on the Harrow list and occasionally just scan them, you'll start to see things that pop up that are both in your business world, in your in your referral partner world, but also in your personal lives, people that you deal with, you can forward those emails to those people. And, uh, it, you know, I, I think I'm going to coin the phrase that Harrow makes you look like a hero. <laughs> it's not hard, Heather. Did you just make the, that up? Did you just make that I did. up on the spot? I did completely. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's not hard to do. It's just hard to find the time to do it, you know? And because I, I'll scan it, a dozen of those emails and not find a single one that's of good good enough to to send over but sometimes um in the same email I'll, there'll be three people i could send it to three different industries mm -hmm. it might be one about cannabis and vacation rental and plumbing you know or whatever it is um so it's it's very I intriguing to me plus here's the thing too as i read some of those titles of articles that they're about to publish and i'm thinking i want to read that article like i i have a desire to constantly learn more and i'm always listening to podcasts and and audiobooks and uh, they just some of the reporters there are writing some great stuff about lots of great things you know yeah well that's uh, it, it, that's certainly well it worked for me it really really worked for me and i love as i say i love how you walk the talk hey matt we've i can't believe the time has disappeared so quickly i just love talking to you and it's I'm, so I'm, fun we got to do this more often i'm so glad we, we got together again at and WVRP because it sort of rekindled a, a, a relationship. And I'm, I'm so glad we're back in touch again. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. And for the, um, for the listeners, I, you know, if they go to my website, Heather, uh, there's a caring assessment on there that they can take. So if they go to um, breakthrough-champion.com, at the top, there's a button that says take the caring assessment. It's a free assessment, self-assessment on how much you care about other people. And so you can go ahead and take that caring assessment and see what your caring score is. You'll get that score once our elves in the back compute the information. You'll get it within an hour of taking the test. And then you can really understand how you stand uh, with your contacts and how you could level that up. And I made sure that I put Heather's name in the drop down for how you found out about it so that we can uh, always talk about how many people actually took the caring assessment. So we want to make sure that Heather's podcast is the most popular caring assessment podcast <laughs> well i'll I'll, you know? I'll put the link in the show notes yeah and it'll uh, be fun yeah and i'm i'm definitely going to head over there and do that i'm i'm the one who having spent having had nine hours to wander around denver airport which i'm sure everybody heard of <laughs> while i was at, while i was at that conference um i ended up not buying much but i did buy a t-shirt 
from the Be Good to People stand. Very nice. So I'm happily, good to people. happily wearing my Be Good to People shirt. <laughs> That's very cool. That's a great brand. Is that part of the Be Good restaurant brand? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd never, I'm, I've heard of the Be Kind to People, but this is Be Good to be good to people. Be good to people. You know, at the end of the day, if we can all just care more about other people, life would be so much better. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great note to end on. Um, just like to thank you so much, Matt, for joining me. And as you say, we should do this again. And just for, for those of you listening, there will be a link to Matt's book. I have read Matt's, uh, Matt's book more. And I thoroughly recommend it. So, you know, head over to, uh, to Amazon and, and get your copy. Matt, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Heather. I greatly appreciate it. Well, that was a great conversation. Matt really commits himself to, to this whole concept of being kind, being good, doing nice things for people. And... You know, even when you're doing it in a in a non-self-serving way, those good deeds come back to you and you get them back multiplied. As I say, he really does walk the talk. I hope you got some good information out of that. There's a lot of tips. There's 45 tips in his book. It's not expensive. Um, I, I would highly recommend it. To, uh, to just, you know, if you just pulled out four or five tips from there that really, really worked for you, then you're going to get super value for it. You can go to Matt's website at www.breakthrough-champion.com and take that caring assessment. Love you to do that. I'm, I'm going to do it myself. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where that takes us. I don't really want to come out and come out of that being told that I'm not too caring because I haul people's fry pans out of their cupboards. But uh, that was just a one-off and it made for a good conversation piece, you must admit. Anyhow, we're done with our time now. So I really hope you enjoyed that. And of course, I look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh, 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 oh